Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 10. Second Samuel chapter 10, just going to read a few verses and make a few comments. In 2 Samuel chapter 10, it says in verse 9, 2 Samuel 10, 9 says, When Joab saw that the front of the battle was against him before and behind. That's pretty much how it feels sometimes in our daily life, amen? Like the battles before and behind. He chose all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians and the rest of the people he delivered into the hand of Abishai, his brother, that he might put them in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, If the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will come and help thee. Be of good courage. and Let us play the men for our people and for the cities of our God and the Lord to do that which seemeth good. Now, I was thinking about this as far as tying it kind of together and just um, putting a little bow on it as we're kind of progressing and thinking about how Brother Woodard was talking about uh, the gentleman over there in Luke chapter 2 and his mind just flew out of my head. And thinking about how it was just a personal, very personal, a practical application and thinking about how Brother Sam just got up and talked about the, the uniqueness of this church and the family and our and our preacher and their personal dedication. And I'm thinking about here in 2 Samuel 10, you have a contrast of two individuals at the same time. And both of them are in the perfect place and the perfect position that the king has put them in. Would you agree with that? I mean, the king has an appointed them a position, and they're out there, and they're right where they're supposed to be. I, I won't read it for context's sake, how the, how the beginning of the chapter goes. But you find them doing exactly what the king asked them to do. They go out there and they have a position. They have something they're supposed to do. Just like all of us, everybody in here has a position. I didn't say you had a title. I said you've got a position. Amen. Amen. If you're a husband, praise the Lord. If you're a wife, praise the Lord. If you're my child, praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, everybody in here has a position, whether it be preacher or pastor or pastor's wife. or Everybody has a position that the Lord has given you to be in and to fight those battles in thereof. Right? Does that make sense? And so look right here at the passage, and, and Joab, he, he, he takes these people and that, that, uh, that David has sent out there with him, the whole army of Israel, and when he sees how difficult the battle is, Joab takes it, he divides, the, he divides it in two. You know, you remember, here we go, you remember playing dodgeball, and you divide the teams up, and you're like, I wish I could be on that team. But, you know, you're the last one picked. Amen. Nobody remembers that in here. Amen. Amen. It would be like, all right, the best guy ever in sports, pick your team first, and we'll be on the other one. Amen. And then when you're on the other one, you're like, this is what we get to do today. You know? And they're like, well, we're going to still have to go play. Well, let's go play and get slaughtered. Amen. That would be the mentality, but everybody except the one guy would all go play. And so you think about this, that's, the, that's where Joab and where Abishai is at. And I think about how Joab, he chose out all the choice men, and then Abishai is looking like, this is what I get to deal with right here. Amen. But you see, he never says or complains or anything. 
Because the elder brother meted out what he needed to go fight. And so as a pastor or a preacher, as even a person in their, in their own home, sometimes we look at the situations and circumstances and you're like, I wish I had what fill-in-the-blank had. But maybe the elder brother just meted out what you've needed so far. But you look at the insecurities or the, the lack of ability or you look at all the things in a negative connotation, whereas Abishai just said, you just give me whomever, wherever, and we'll just go fight until we can't fight. You're the right attitude and the right perseverance and uh, just the right willingness and dedication to serve the king regardless of who was next to him. Does that make sense? Amen. So you think about it. Abishai had all these people in there. and They're standing up. And he said, all right, this is the best I've got of the worst. All right, you're the best worst person I have. All right? Amen. You come up here and good luck picking somebody to fight next to you. I'm going to be by myself over there. All right? I'm, I'm being kind of tongue-in-cheek, but sometimes that's how it feels in life. And you look around and you're like, why can't I have what such and such has? Or look at their church and why don't I have the people and the resources and everything they have? Well, maybe the Lord just doesn't want you to have those things yet. Maybe he's just looking to see what you'll do with what he has given you. And Abishai had the perfect response of just saying, okay, well, let's go fight. I, I love how it goes on. It says in verse, uh, verse 11, Joab says, now if the Syrians be too strong for me, oh, the guy that's got the best that we have, if you're getting whooped, I'm going to go help you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can just see it kind of playing in my mind because that's what I would do. Like, there's no chance of us ever coming to help you in practical reasons. But he says, if we're losing, I want you to leave your place and turn your back and come help me because that's what the order is. And sometimes Abishai, you know what Abishai said? Amen, let's do it. You, you know, you have that guy every once in a while. You know what we need to do? We need to set all these chairs out in a few hours. Okay, let's go do it, right? We need to go do X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. And you got the one guy that's like, okay, let's go ahead. Or we're never going to get it done. Well, not with this complaining. Let's just go do it. Amen. Or at least let's just go try to do it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But you'll always have, praise the Lord, you got that one guy. Well, we'll never do it. You know, it's a, kind of a negative individual. It'll never get done. It'll never. Well, you sit there and complain, and we're going to go try to get it done. Amen. And so it's, a, it's actually just putting forth the effort just to go do something. And Abishai had, it doesn't say it, but I'm, I'm putting myself in Abishai's shoes of like, physically, we're never going to make it. But praise the Lord, we serve a mighty God. Amen. And thank God he can give us strength and even give us wisdom and he can give us understanding. And he can do things that man can never do. I can make, I can prepare the horse all day long. For the day of battle, but safety really is of the Lord. You say, well, what does that even mean? That with the dedication that Ab Abishai had there versus Joab. You see, Joab was all about self. It's all about me. I want the best there is to come protect me. I want the best that we have to be on my side to just make sure we're always the winning side. Matter of fact, if we're not winning, I need you to come help me because I'm concerned with me. You see that in the passage? 
And Abishai said, whatever you need, man, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not worried about you being self-serving or worried about self. I'll just do whatever you need done. And you read the passage, and for lack of, lack of time, we're not going to go through it all. But you read the passage, and the expectation is this massive, massive war taking place. And not one swing of the sword ever happens. But the expectation that Joab had was so consumed with self that he kind of just overlooked God in it, even though he included God in his prayer or encouraging statement. You see that in verse 12? Verse 12, we're not, it just says, Be of good courage and let us play the men in the cities for our God. Amen. If you're going to do something, go do it. Amen. And the Lord do that which seemeth him good. I think Joab was just talking because he, he was self-serving. And Abijah and Abishai said, well, I'm just going to go do what the Lord, what, what my king wants me to go do as the elder brother has meted those things out for me. I mean, I've got the whole outline going through there, but I just want to kind of get somewhere. And you look at the testimony that both of these men have. And both of them are brothers. And you have Joab and you have Abishai, and they do a lot of things together. And uh, neither one of them lived a perfect life, right? But one of them eventually makes the decision that he and his brother are just going and doing all these things that aren't necessarily right to do. And Abishai eventually makes the decision, you know, the king and my God gave me this position, not my brother. And I'm going to have to make a decision to follow the position that I was given and not my family. I love them, willing to die for them. But the king's wants come before family. And eventually you see that thing play out to fruition in so much that Joab's not mentioned in David's mighty men and Abishai's number four. He had such a dedication to do right just by the king, regardless of who stood with him or against him. You see, even in the passage, it didn't matter who stood with him. He's like, I don't care who's going to be with me. I'm just going to go do what I'm supposed to do. And let the Lord figure it out, or not. And I think about that thing, that we have the perfect, the perfect illustration of two brothers and two people. Of One was dedicated to self, and was so concerned and consumed with taking care of self, and how others perceived him, and how others took care of him, that he lost the big picture of his, about what the king wants. And the other brother, Abishai, he was dedicated to the position that the king had given him, regardless of the cost, regardless. And so thinking about that, thinking about that, the, what Brother Woodard said, regardless of the cost of the gentleman in Luke chapter 2, of his age and his time and whatever it might have cost him to be where he was supposed to be with the right heart, whatever it cost him, he was going to be there. And then when Brother Sam got up, praise the Lord, whatever it cost preacher, to stay dedicated to this place. And the Lord use it and breathe on it. Praise the Lord for the dedication.